Hello, Dr. Randy. Hello, Dr. Don. How the heck are you? Isn't it so much fun calling each other doctor? Well, we, we really are, I think. I think we've, been, we've actually earned those titles. You think? In our own, in our own minds. <laughs> I think we have. Hey, greeting, Finns. Thank you for joining us for another episode <laughs> of Sharkology 101, where Don and I talk everything shark. And this podcast is dedicated to shark facts, attacks, movies, and much more. So just wanted to put that out there. Hope everyone's having a great day. Don, what you up to? Wow, that was really nice, Dr. Randy. <laughs> yeah. You, I've been, I've been texting that in front of a mirror for a while. Lord have mercy. I <laughs> am really good. I have had the last couple of days off yesterday and today, and it's been amazing. Yeah, I, I, I definitely envy you. Unfortunately, I've had a water attack in my house, a pipe busted, and well, you know how that goes. N- nothing worse than those pipe sharks. I tell you, at least there were any shark. There wasn't. There was zero shark activity, you know, with the pipes breaking. So that's a good thing. All right. <laughs> so let's um let's get into this now. First of all, if you don't mind, doctor, I'd like to give a big shout out to my brother Joe Lorenzo, who has been gracious enough to kind of give us some guidance, which has led us to where we are now, which is very exciting in that we're going to have like a new, really cool segment. <laughs> and Don, did you want to thank you? Yes, we, we appreciate your brother. Uh, Sally has helped us uh, kind of craft where we're going with this, but we wanted to just, again, shout out to your brother. His name is Joe, right? Joe Lorenzo. Shout out to Joe. And so do you want to share a little bit about what this new segment is going to be? All right. Well, you know, Randy and I, for you Finns out there, you know, we're, we're just so fascinated with sharks. And I think when we think about sharks and the question was raised, you know, what is the most, uh, let's see, what's the most interesting episodes that pull us in on Shark Week? And it's got to be the attacks, Doctor. It is. It's absolutely. It's, and it's and it's sad, but it's true. I think it's like watching a police chase. What attracts folks to want to learn about sharks, unfortunately, are attacks. We're drawn to like not not human suffering per se, but we are drawn to just the how beautiful the shark is, how big the shark is, and how deadly the shark is at, at the same time. So we're always drawn to hearing these stories and how they they unfortunately pan out. Yeah. And, you know, they are magnificent fish. And, you know, it's I'll be fascinated by sharks for the rest of my life. And I think, you know, our new segment, which, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll. Is going to be attack of the week. (sighs) That was the crowd. Yeah. What we're going to what we're going to do. Sorry about that is we're going to choose a particular shark attack. Um, We will speak about the attack itself, obviously pay homage to the victim respectfully, but our hope is if we're able to, you know, talk about these attacks and identify the sharks and talk about the circumstances, we might understand more about the shark, shark behavior and what we might do it's in a smart way to, if we can, 
not be in the wrong place at the wrong time, if that makes any sense. But sometimes, absolutely, you know, sometimes it is what it is, though, right? Especially in the right. that we're going to talk about tonight. Right. I think what you're, you're really addressing here, too, is how to be more proactive instead of reactive, because by the time you're reactive, you've lost an arm or leg and, and you're in a bad situation. So we do want to definitely um, raise attention to sharks. We want to advocate sharks. We don't want to villainize the shark. Right. The sharks are a beautiful creature living in their own environment. We are just visitors in their house. Yeah. At the end of the day. Very important, doctor. Very important point. And it, they are just fascinating fish. And, you know, to, to learn more about them, this podcast, I know, I know we're very knowledgeable, doctor, but I've worked so much in a short time. I am just excited about this whole thing. And I think it's really fantastic. <laughs> Great wife. <laughs> fantastic. We can go all day with these jokes, by the way, folks. So we apologize in advance. And just know, everybody, you know, those fins out there, yes, we're going to talk about attack of the week and, you know, some serious stuff and definitely factual. We've done our research, but we're also going to have fun and we're going to talk about movies and just funny things. And, you know, another thing I want to say is I'm looking at my good luck charm that I received from my brother. It is from the pop movie series. And I'm looking at Jaws with the air tank in his mouth, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> in his final moments oh my God. of that film. So, it is so awesome, Doctor. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely need to get one of those. You need one of those with uh, Quint on the boat no, and Jaws at the end. That's what I like. That scene a lot. Yeah, I told my brother, like, you don't understand that I knew these existed, but I purposely did not purchase any because I knew it was going to start a continual purchasing. And now my brother has started it and I've already looked up the other pieces and I'm like, Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I'm going to have a whole shark set up in my living room. <laughs> and at some point maybe our studio, but for now, yeah, absolutely in, in your room. And uh, I know you have no shame when it comes to jaws. I don't, I'm just proud of everything jaws and I love the film. I know. And, uh, we can't wait to talk down the road about uh, some great movies and not so great movies. Okay. You know, I think that we'll have you folks kind of probably feed that too. But we're looking forward to that. Absolutely. Well, what do you say we get into our first segment of Attack of the Week? Would you like to start us off, Doctor? Dun -dun -dun -dun. Yep, I can certainly do that. So we'll start off our first segment of Attack of the Week. And just so everyone knows, sometimes Don and I do, uh, you know, couple of weeks of research so it may not be a week but we're going to try and get a shark attack a week if we can't then please hang with us we do our research on the back end and we look at everything from what happened that day to the weather to uh ocean conditions so we, we try and get as much information as possible for you absolutely our fins so on one beautiful warm sunny day in the bahamas uh, in the month of June of 2019, it's where this sharky event took place. And we all know why people love to travel to tropical locations, right? And what's the purpose of that? To have fun, to have a good time, to have, to have some peace and tranquility away from the everyday hustle and bustle of life. Spend time with your family and friends and just getting lost in the environment. That's the whole purpose of folks, for the most part, wanting to travel to these tropical locations. We want to get away and just kind of de-stress, right? Yeah, so unfortunately, yeah, situation right. was nothing short of one of the most stressful, awful situations. 
this tragic event, which we'll get into more of the background, but it, it did take place on June 26th on the island called Rose Island, which is just off the, the main island of the Bahamas in Nassau. Um, beautiful location. I wish we could share pictures with everyone here, but it's the waters are crystal clear. Uh, the, the, the looks like the, the sand on the beach is all white almost. And it's, it's beautiful. It looks absolutely beautiful out there. Stunning. This location. I believe the name of the beach itself was called uh, Sandy Toes. Correct. Correct. Sandy Toes. And so this young lady, uh, 21 years old, was out uh, with her mother snorkeling when this event unfortunately took place. And we'll get into the details of the shark attack, but the young woman had lost her life as a result of being attacked. Um, and so what we're going to do in this segment is really go over the MO of the particular shark. In this case, the shark is the tiger shark. Um, so the MO, for folks who don't know, Latin is modus operandi. So what is a modus operandi, right? So we want to know the way the shark operates. We want to understand the manner in which the tiger shark goes about doing their daily activities and their style. What is their feature of the tiger shark? So I think, Don, yeah. maybe what we can get into first is kind of... Well, I've, yeah, I've got, I've got pretty um, interesting details about the tiger shark, if you'd like me to share. Let's go there. Well, the tiger shark can weigh anywhere from 849 to 1,400 pounds. Holy moly. They can grow up to 18 feet long. And they have got a lifespan of approximately 12 years, which, relatively speaking, from other research I've done, is not long at all, as opposed to the great white shark, who has a lifespan expectancy of almost 70 years. And it's funny that the lifespan of the tiger and the lifespan of the bull, which we both know is another very dangerous predator, also has a very short lifespan of 14 years. Wow. So anyway, the, the tiger shark is a non-selective feeder. He is known as pretty much the garbage man of the ocean. I mean, we can recall from the movie Jaws, they found a license plate in the belly of the tiger shark that they had caught. Um, but that being really true, right? Because I think they really did, they really, in, the, in real life, find a natural um like you said, a plate in, in, in one of these sharks' guts. No, it's, cra it's crazy. They, they kind of, there's nothing they won't eat. You know? mm -hmm. I mean, basically their diet is marine prey, some terrestrial animals. They're always found in tropical and subtropical waters. Um, but something very interesting about them is they're responsible for a very large share of fatal shark bite incidents. And they are regarded as one of the most dangerous shark species. Right. Um, one other really interesting fact, I'm going to hand it over to you, doctor. They get sure. they when they do have little baby tiger sharks, they have a live birth and they give birth to 80 or more live young. Wow. That, that is pretty amazing. I couldn't believe it. And out of, I think for the past, statistically, um, in a span of, I believe it was a span of 10 years, there were 111 attacks reported that were 
done by tiger sharks, 31 of those were fatal. And I must also wow. add, they are a rogue hunter. They, you know, they're a rogue hunter, which most sharks are. They will hunt on their own. But this story we're about to tell is very unusual. And I think it's important that we also make a distinction that Don and I are going to mention probably frequently in this podcast is uh, a provoked attack versus an unprovoked attack. Correct. And so just to give the viewers kind of the level set of what that means is, so a provoked attack would be a situation in which maybe a human's trying to interact with shark. Right. They're spear fishing. So they're puncturing other fish and all that blood gets in the water. That's a way of drawing sharks to your location. Um, or they're like slapping the water and making noises. And so those are, those are what we consider provoked attacks where you're, they're, you're directly um, bringing the shark to you versus an unprovoked attack, in which case you might be out, uh, you know, surfing, swimming. You're not really, the intention is not to draw upon an attack necessarily, but you're minding your own business, doing your own thing in the water, snorkeling. Those kinds of activities are considered unprovoked now, attacks. It's, it's unfortunate that, that those unprovoked attacks are, you know, for lack of a simpler term, like just being in the wrong place at the wrong time, I, I, I think, you know, and those provoked attacks, doctor, I also just want to mention, you know, there are many, many um, agencies and opportunities out there for people to hand feed sharks. And, and I, as fascinating as I think that is, you're, you know, you're, you're in that instance, you're putting yourself in a position that I don't know how quick I'd do that, doctor. Right. And these sharks, I know the tiger shark I'm reading here could swim, you know, get up to 25 miles per hour in the water. Yeah, I mean, me, that's, that's, that's not me in the water. No, I'm, I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at a quarter of a mile an hour, doc. <laughs> I, I may not be moving that fast either. And just think about that 25 miles an hour in the water. I mean, you have no chance to get away. And I'm not sure if you've seen this video, but sometimes they'll have like on YouTube, you'll find these videos of like shark attacks, maybe attacking a sea lion. And when they spot a sea lion and they, they, they go off that, that dorsal fin, they're, they're, they're going fast and their back fin just moving. There's no yeah. way you get away from that. That's right. They're coming at you. They're going to get Absolutely. you. That's right. The behavior. So let's 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 get into the details of this very tragic. Sure. Sure. So, as we get into the details of this, I think it's also important to understand that during that day, uh, um, so um, the victim we're going to talk about, and we're going to pay respect to her. Her name is Jordan Lindsay. She was 21 from uh, out here, uh, Southern California. Uh, I think she was going to LM, LMU at the time and spending time with her family out in the Bahamas. Um, you know, she was loved. She had, a, we'll talk about, you know, Jordan in a little bit, just so we know what, what her future looks like. But uh, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. But looking at the events leading up to that June 26th day, you know, it's, it's important to understand kind of what's happening before and what we're seeing. So there are about 80, 80 or so miles prior to this attack on the 23rd or 24th of June. Right. There was a there, there was there was an attack on, on an island called Akaba, mm -hmm. which is also in the Bahamas. Um, we don't know what kind of shark. I tried to research, folks, and I'm sorry we did not find out what kind of shark attacked this gentleman. But all of them took off his entire calf muscle. They were able to reattach his muscle. But on that island or around that location, the gentleman 
in the article was upset because he was sharing that the island itself were really promoting um, going out and feeding sharks, looking at sharks, and then and blame the incident on chumming the waters. So we're looking at maybe how this event occurred. We're looking at chummy waters. And just for, for our fins out there, chumming the water, for those who aren't aware, is literally throwing into the ocean, you know, fish, fish blood, fish oil to attract sharks so that people can see them and enjoy them. And that was taking place not very far, not too long before Jordan Lindsay was attacked. And unfortunately, these these businesses, I believe they're still, I looked it up, and they're still promoting shark feeding activities out there. So I, I imagine we'll, you know, we'll see some more both fatal and non-fatal attacks in the future, unfortunately. But when we draw sharks into certain islands, I, what we do is it's, it's very psychological. It's classic conditioning. So you're conditioning an animal to behave a certain way that they normally Correct. wouldn't behave. Correct. Very good. And so... Yeah, I, I just thought of that. You know, that, that's what we're doing at the end of the day. I mean, we do it too as humans. So, like, if we witness something over and over repeatedly, chances are, you know, we will respond the same way in much the same way as the Pavlov experiment, where they, you know, the, the psychologist rang the bell. And we give the layman's terms, ring a bell. The dog was salivating because he knew he was going to get a treat. Every time the bell rang, the dog was salivating because he knew a treat was coming. So, when the psychologist rang the bell again, the dog was salivating. It was an automatic response. You could argue the same thing is happening well, here in the Bahamas. Basically, with these. Doc, we're ringing the dinner bell. And we are. We actually I are. mean, you know, we're ringing the dinner bell by inviting them closer to the, the shallow water and closer to where people are having, you know, and, and enjoying summer activity. And here, here we have the story we're about to tell. So this attack, right, John, and so this attack happened on June 23rd or 24th, and then we're looking about 88 miles south of this island is, is Rose Island, where uh, Jordan Lindsay was attacked and subsequently um, fatally attacked, actually, by two to three tiger sharks. Um, we're supposed to have two sharks, I have some to say three sharks, um, which is interesting in and of itself, because typically these tiger sharks, according to their behavior, are more solitary creatures. They don't attack in uh, packs. This, when I read that it was more than one shark, not only was it, it wasn't only two, it was three. That right away, you know, raised a red flag for me because I've never, up until this moment in all my years of reading about and studying and understanding shark behavior, for three tiger sharks to attack together in a herd it, doctor, had you been aware of a situation like this prior to studying this attack? I, I have. So I, I, I've read that not for tiger sharks, but in like the reef sharks and other sharks right. where they, they do attack but, together. But tigers, doctor. No, that that is right. something that I've not heard in the news or seen. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of an outlier. Yes. So continue, doctor. Yeah, no problem. So on this day, without getting into too much of the details, I don't want to, you know, I want to respect the person, you know, Jordan Lindsay who passed away. The family was out. They were, I believe, on their last day on their trip. And Jordan uh, wanted to spend time uh, with her mother. They wanted to actually snorkel that day. And the rest of the family on the other side of the island, which literally a small island, right. uh, wanted to feed pigs. So they, were, they had pigs that swim in the water, pigs around there, and very friendly pigs it's, it's part of their 
uh, you know, uh, tourism there. Right. So it was just Jordan that day with her mother. Uh, they were snorkeling out there with a group of folks, with, the, with their group. And uh, apparently, uh, Jordan had yelled out to her mother uh, for help. The mother tur- turned around and said, hey, swim this way. I'll give you the short well, version of it. But she noticed she couldn't move. And she noticed that she had was missing or had lost some of her arm. Well, so she was moving at a slow pace. So the mother went out to, to go towards her daughter to fend off these sharks, or right, these sharks. And the sharks already had clamped down on, I believe, her arm. Um, and the mother was dragging her back towards the rocks because that was the closest place to, to get her out of the water. And in dragging her, her daughter, um, the, Jordan told her mother, there's another shark coming, which I believe were her last words. I know. And uh, the shark, unfortunately, took another chunk or a chunk out of Jordan's uh, her leg. And so uh, the mother at that point was able to fend off some of the sharks, but she couldn't do it all on her own. These are three tiger sharks, and we know how much they weigh. So she's able to get her daughter onto the rocks. Um, but by then, and trying to get medical attention on the island was just a whole horrific scene because you can imagine that we don't have hospitals on a small island, let alone one of those small tropical islands that's set off from NASA. And so we have this poor young lady trying, trying to save her life. They're wrapping uh, towels around her legs, her arms, trying to stop the bleeding. Um, unfortunately, they got her onto the boat. They didn't have any doctors there. They sped her to the main island, Nassau. Um, I believe got her to the hospital, but uh, according to the reports, she had passed away before her, you know, family got to say goodbye to her, uh, I believe at, either at the hospital or on the way to the hospital. And I imagine it was probably because of loss of blood. So again, it's uncharacteristic. Typically sharks will take a bite from what I've read and then they'll swim away unless it's like a bull shark, which we'll get into later. But it's un, uh, unreal to, to hear these tiger sharks continuing to attack on this young lady while she's um, already suffered some traumatic injuries. I am. Um, and to this, yeah, and to this day, you want to speak about the mother? You want to share a little bit about that, um, Don? Maybe that response? I also recall that um, in studying the attack, that when even prior to the attack, you know, people from not, in, you know, people that weren't even in the water that were on the rocks, and I believe it was actually staff from the tour company yelled shark. And I don't think Jordan Lindsay's mother understood what was happening. But then when she did, the first thing that she did as a mother was swim toward her daughter, you know, not understanding at that point or realizing that unfortunately Jordan had already lost her right arm. Swim with one arm. And that's when You know, I I just can't even imagine. But when they did come together in the water, I know her mom tried to get her out of the water. And that's when the second and third sharks, they then attacked. You know, so it was, I cannot even imagine how horrific and that I can't even imagine what was going through Jordan's mom's mind. But like you had said, Dr. To echo what you said, she did get to the beach and you know they waited for a boat and there the medical attention was there was none 
Um, no supply in the boat, nothing, no medical supplies. They just were not prepared. Doctor, I believe, and please correct me if I'm wrong, they didn't even have a first aid kit. No, that, not according to the report, they did not. And for our Finns out there, I'm just going to tell you one important thing I've learned from all of this before we continue is if you are to go on a tour boat or you are to go out snorkeling, you need to depend on yourself to find out the information of how prepared the tour company is to help you in the case of an emergency. You're going into the ocean, right there is your risk. Not something to think about, not something to fear, but something to be aware of. Right, and just be aware that if, you, yeah, exactly, if you're gonna jump in the water, that there are other animals in there and you, know, you have no control over that. Well, it's unfortunate that because of the severity of the injuries, even though Jordan Lindsay made it out of the water, and they did get her to the hospital. She did pass away in the hospital, doctor. She did. She did. And it's interesting because I just want to echo on what you said there, Don, which is important is that I did hop back on the Sandy Toast tour waiver. And as of their 2019 PDF, they have it called the assumption of risk and complete risk of liability. And just a section, I'm going to read it verbatim out of there. Says guests understand that there are inherent risks involved with a private island destination, including but not limited to equipment failure, perils of the sea, harm caused by creatures, including bites, acts of fellow participants, boarding or disembarking boats, entering and exiting the water, walking around the island, climbing and descending stairs, and all other activities. I hereby assume such risk. And that's something that they make you sign before you involved in any activities. So something just to be aware of. Right. So basically you're on your own, buddy. Yep. That's it. Lord. Well, and, then, and I know that they tried to make a case uh, at the family that they should have had medical equipment on the boat, but they do now, but it's, if you have traumatic injuries, I, I don't, I don't think you're going to. And this was. That make it right. And doctor, we know from the attacks, the many attacks that we've, you know, studied and seen and whatnot, that in fortunately, in many cases, people are, they do survive the attack. This was an unprecedented attack. It, it, just, it really was. Unprecedented. And I, I just, so my heart goes out to this family. And Jordan Lindsay, you know, ironically enough, was an, a complete animal lover. And her family, in her name, which I think is just amazing, started a charity in her name. They called her a gentle soul. And the name of the charity is the Jordan Lindsay Gentle Soul Fund. And we can provide that link if anyone wants to help out this family, which we will be doing as, as a podcast. Um, but it's just, it's a tragedy that, will i i will not soon forget absolutely a beautiful young looking girl from you know lmu here in california had a full future ahead of her uh, i've read the obituaries and then several of the articles about her and and again it says jordan was involved passionate nurturing and above all else yep. kind according to her family and friends um she wanted to be a veterinarian and open up a nonprofit to rescue animals that's the kind of girl that you know unfortunately was involved in this attack well, may she rest in peace. And, you know, again, we have the com most utmost respect for 
Kozlinski mm-hmm. family in, in, you know, just providing this information. We're trying to bring awareness to our fins. And um, yeah, and, you know, it, it, and if you think about it, in, in the very beginning of the podcast, Doctor, you alluded to, you know, trying not to villainize the shark. And truth be told, if in fact that chumming was going on and they were bringing these sharks closer and closer, you know, they might not have been there, doctor, you know, there's so many factors involved and it's just, it's mind boggling that this poor young woman lost her life for many different reasons, I guess. Yeah, you're right. I mean, just looking at the conditions, I mean, looking at everything's a bigger picture on that island. The water, the waters are shallow. There was a, you know, like I said, a small reef on one side and the other side, there was a small drop off on the other side of the island, but Jordan was on the, again, the shallower side. The The temperature that day was 88 degrees. It was a clear day. The water looked clear. There was even a photograph of the tiger shark by someone was posted on the internet, which we saw. So the water wasn't murky. There was no rainstorm. And when we look at the factors that may have contributed to this, I mean, we're looking at the warm waters, right? Because we know that the waters are coming up, the currents are coming up north, and they roll in through the Bahamas right. and, and then in through the Gulf of Mexico, and they head up towards the Atlantic, so up towards the East Coast. So you'll notice that that attracts sharks in and of right, itself. But then we add on we add on the human factor, right? right. We're again, doctor. We've got to remember, above all, you know, we're in their world, and you right. know, it, 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 it we're in their world, and you know, we want everyone to go and swim and enjoy. But awareness is, you know, you got to be aware. Like I know, I'll never wear my sparkling jewelry in the ocean. We know, don't yeah, wear sparkling, right. don't go in the ocean wearing <laughs> That's a no-go. Because the, it, it's, it's, it's an attractor. Like we know that splashing around is an attractor. We know that certain color bathing suits are an attractor. If you're wearing, think about it, doctor. If you're wearing a wetsuit, a black wetsuit from underneath a surfer laying on a surfboard looks like a seal. It's it, sometimes it's just this accidental. What is this? Says the shark, and he takes a nibble, and unfortunately, that nibble might be you know him kind of swimming away with your arm, doctor. I, you know, it's I, I'm not trying to make light of it, but at the same time, I think we should start lightening up a little bit, doctor, because that was pretty intense. That was intense. That was really intense. And and that's something we really wanted to bring Daryl's attention because we know that, unfortunately, um, this was an unprovoked attack, um, but brought on potentially by other factors. But we do want to make, you know, we don't make light of what happened. We know there's the family's still suffering. It's fairly fresh, really. It's only been a couple of years. Um, and so we, we definitely, you know, are thinking of the Lindsay family. Uh, you know, I know that for Jordan's mother, it was very difficult. And I know she still has some, you know, I- terrible dreams and I'm hoping that uh, she finds peace and I know the university also were able to create a memorial for her there at the school. No, I can't even Just imagine our heart goes out to the Lindsay family with the the greatest deal of respect and so that is our first attack of the week doctor what do you think? I thought that was really sharky I, I think we did some great research there Don so thank you so much doc we no, really? it was, and I am so excited. I honestly, doctor, I felt like a real scientist. I was like, oh my God, 
I mean, research. <laughs> it was, I mean, listen, we've both done research as social workers, right? But um, right. this is, this is something that, you know, what's brought Randy and I here is our love and fascination for sharks, all things sharks. Um, and you know what, Doc, what do you say we take it? And before we kind of come to a close, I think let's take it to our number one favorite movie ever. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is ever, this includes shark no. movies because Jaws is number well, one, but there's I'm some other good flicks though. Shark movie, Doctor. We both know it's Jaws. Jaws is number one. That's an obvious question. You're obvious a little fact there. about Jaws was when they caught that first shark in the movie and uh, Hoop, Hooper was measuring the bite radius on the shark and he said, one of the gentlemen fishermen said, what kind of shark is it? And Dr. Hooper with the pencil <laughs> in his mouth said, it's a tiger. And the guy turned around to Hooper and said, Oh what? Just like that. <laughs> what? I mean, really, that movie with uh, not too long ago, who said that she was about seven when Jaws came out, and she was basically afraid of everything that had to do with water, as were we. Yeah, we were, and I will. I will share another fact. You know that Jaws was actually the shark wasn't seen until the an hour and twenty two minutes into the film. Yet horrifying for that hour and twenty two minutes, just the music. So that John Williams music with the da da. I mean, think about the horror that, that produced. That I must point out the brilliant point that you made that we need to we need to give to our shark fins this warning if you're swimming at the beach one day and you start to hear that music it's a good indication to get out of the water <laughs> if you hear dinner in the back of your head i mean you're those two notes it's, it's time to get out you know like slap on some suntan oil and get out but yeah Jaws will, I'll be forever changed. And the fact that you don't see the shark all that time, it's the same feeling of, but you know, it's there. Exactly. And they, and it was unintentional because the shark kept screwing them up when the damn thing wouldn't work. Oh, right. So the end of the day, it worked. It worked for them. Doctor, correct me if I'm wrong. Originally, Jaws was based on a bull shark, not a great white. That is correct. And that was up, I believe, in New oh, Jersey back in the 1900s, early 1916, 1900s. Doctor. And that'll be another one of our uh, Attack of the Week stories was pretty unbelievable. And that'll probably bring us to talking about the bull shark. So I'm pretty excited oh, about, you know, doing research on that unbelievable attack in New Jersey all those years ago. Yeah, we're excited. We're looking forward to sharing this knowledge with everyone and uh, bringing the movie together. And, and unfortunately, some of the attacks we're going to talk about, as well as some other sharky, uh, you know, information that we hope you find amusing. <laughs> sharky information. Shark facts. Shark facts. <laughs> Lord, I, I am so thankful that we're doing this. I'm so excited about this. 
Um, I'm thankful to you, Dr. Randy. I'm thankful to my brother, Joe, for his guidance. And um, we will be, Dr., we can post that um, website at, or the link, rather, to the charitable fund in his name. Yeah. And we would love your feedback, Fins. This is a whole new adventure for us and we're really excited and we want you guys to keep coming back for more and we want to keep it interesting and fun and all that kind of stuff and yeah that's all yeah well thanks Don I appreciate having you here and having met you at the bowl and now here we go and we're off to our next episode and uh yeah please feel free to leave us comments uh, if you have any questions, feel free to send us a, an email over on our Facebook as well. And we'll be more than happy to, and tell to respond. tell your friends that we're really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Until next right, time, Don. Have a great day. Bye, Stay everyone. safe, everyone. Oh, wait.